Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker and listen with a sparkle in your eye as though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I ever heard in all my life. We interrupt this program to waste some of your valuable time. Coming to you live from the KOUG studios at WSU Vancouver, it's TGIF Radio. This show is brought to you by the internet, electricity, and mind power. And now, with no agenda in mind, here's TGIF Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to the highlight of your week. It is Friday, this is TGIF Radio. Say goodbye to the work week and hello to the weekend. We survived Halloween. I know, it's impressive. Although we didn't really have that spectacular of one. No. I mean, it was fun, but yeah, we didn't do much. You don't get like the background fear where like you just think it's gonna, your life is gonna turn into one of those horror movies that went wrong, but it takes place on Halloween and then all of a sudden you're being chased by Scream. That, you it it that? crossed my mind, especially when I, you know, followed you, you know, when we all left. Oh, yeah. Like it was like really foggy and had an eerie red light oh, behind us. It was so creepy. Like yeah. you reminded me to get to get gas, and I went, <laughs> I went and got it, and I I couldn't see twenty feet in front of me. The it, fog it was, was everywhere. Creepy. Yeah, and then it's like uh, they have that street lamp right on the corner, right by um, that like one place. Basically, when you're coming from the high school to go to I five, that first that last stop sign before you turn to go to the lights. Yeah, they have that one street light there. It has like a really orangey red bulb. And so that was like creating like a, this orangey red light in the background reflecting off the fog. Oh man! So so like all all together, it was like perfect. It was Halloween a perfect weather. atmosphere. It's amazing, and I didn't even go trick or treating. This I didn't is like, either. Like I I honestly, you should trick or treat as late as you can. <laughs> In age, I mean, not into oh, the night. Because okay. if you oh. trick or treat late into the night, people are going to think you're a jerk. And nobody's going to answer their door. Yeah, seriously. And you're only going to get the last remnants of the candy. You're not going to get any of the good stuff. I think uh, that in more recent years, there's been a trend towards cutting off the trick or treating time earlier in the night. Have you ever noticed that? I remember either that, or it's just we stay up later, so it seems earlier in the night. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I don't remember time correctly from my childhood, but yeah, I don't know. It seems like I went trick or treating like at least past nine o'clock. Yeah, I could I remember being out that late trick or treating. It. I, I mean, know. I'd start at like pretty much once it started getting dark, I'd start hitting the road. Yeah, and now people are like start are finishing trick or treating before nine. Well, I can see that if you're like your kids like five. Yeah, but, well, it's whatever. Let the other kids do it. Why you? Why you exactly. got to nerf Halloween? Exactly. Which uh, actually, uh, well, this doesn't really have much to do with nerfing Halloween. It has to do with Halloween safety. That doesn't make sense because they probably should have used something else. There was a few years ago in Washington State, they had a method to identify the homes of sex offenders, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't go to their house to trick or treat. Public records. I think you can actually look that stuff up. Yeah, but it wasn't public records. They like had to. They had to mark the houses oh. to identify. Hey, this guy's a pervert. Some concerned citizen. Stay away from him. You know, plastered the stuff to the people's doors or something. Yes. Well, but it wasn't a note or anything. It was just a a plastic, like, flimsy vinyl pumpkin that they put on their door. It looked exactly like a Halloween decoration. There was no identifying marks (laughs) on it that uh, it wasn't, like, I don't know, bright pink or something that said, hey, this guy likes to diddle children. It it didn't give any hints of that. Just plain old pumpkin on the Mm. door. They need to think of a different way to do that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. If I, if I worked in the government, I would probably have, like, a note 
in very big font so you would not have to go to the door. It's just read it from a distance like, these are my list of charges. Oh, I guess we're going to go over to this next house. No need to stop by here. Yeah. No matter how delicious <laughs> this guy's candy is, which I kind of want to hand out full-size bars next year. Yeah. I'm probably not going to hold myself to that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. holding out glow sticks, people like that. Yeah. I got a glow stick. <laughs> just one? Just one. Was it a really big, awesome one or like a flimsy? One of the little like one-footers. Like really thin? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Well, right. I got it just because when I was standing there, there was the stick and one of the people was like, would the stick like a glow stick? Oh, yeah. Oh, By the way, we need I to spoiled that. that last week, co- yeah. we were, uh, I was trying to guess what Drew's mystery costume was. That I was working on and hadn't quite come together. Everything came over the weekend pretty much. And it was revealed to be the stig from top gear yes which is brilliant <laughs> because i i actually did know who that character was all along. i was actually surprised by how many people did know who that was when i was because wa- when i walked um i walked to this little stand that my mom's work had uh-huh. that's why i went down there just to creep on her i guess <laughs> um anyways and i had to park now, the like thing is you were incognito this whole oh, time very much so very... my mom didn't know i was doing this costume nobody in my house knew i was doing this costume until my except i for my dad when i came out of my room in the costume before i left that's brilliant yeah i mean like stuff would come from amazon and it's like my dad's like what's that i'm like stuff he's like for what uh secret <laughs> thing i'm working on <laughs> project i'm working on awesome <laughs> so yeah it was very hush hush uh and i had to park like three blocks down the road yeah and so i parked i in my car i'm like put on the helmet because you can't drive with the helmet on because it hinders visibility yeah and you can get pulled over for that well the stig does it all the time yes but he's on a racetrack in britain i guess they have different rules yeah exactly anyway anyways so i get there i put on my helmet luckily nobody saw me putting on the helmet i don't think because nobody knew who it was, obviously. <laughs> um, and I was kind of parked in like this back alley area, so it was fairly inconspicuous for me getting out there. So uh-huh. I pretty much get there, I put on the helmet, and I walk, and doing the total stick thing where you can't move your head anywhere around at all, you can't really dodge out of the way of stuff, you just kind of w- got to walk straight, look ahead, don't react to anything, which is mentally draining, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but quite hilarious when people are like staring at you like crazy when you walk by, like, who is that? That's awesome. And, and the great thing about Halloween is nobody is going to call the cops on you. <laughs> hopefully. No. Because that deer taken, if it was any other day, people would be thinking you're taking a page <laughs> out of the book of uh, that one movie, uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, I still haven't seen it. Eh, maybe the same guy who did Drive, so maybe you maybe might it, like it, maybe you didn't. I, I didn't like Drive. I didn't like Drive, but I liked this movie. Okay. Um, but he, pretty much what he does in the beginning of the movie is uh, he decides to rob banks. But uh, he does it with his motorcycle and wears the full helmet when he goes into the bank. Yeah. Takes the money, gets on his bike, drives away. Uh, you know, simple like that. I've been thinking about possibly giving Drive a second chance just in case I just Oh, I thought it. you were saying you are gonna you were thinking about robbing banks. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've thought about that in the past, but it's not really worth it. We're not saying we'd act upon those amazing daydreams, but... And besides, a motorcycle is a terrible getaway vehicle unless you're like... Way too loud. Well, not only that, but the fact is that they're slow. What? Well, if you're doing it wrong. Well, yeah. it depends also or if on you your have a bike. Crappy motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, if you're just getting a cheap, basic motorcycle, which is what you'd want, you want something cheap and disposable just in case because you don't want to get something that's shiny, flashy, stands out. You want something that's incognito. You want the Honda Civic of motorcycles. I think the ultimate getaway vehicle would be the hoverboard because it doesn't leave tracks. Yeah. 
you're gone forever. It's like you were never there. Never even touched the ground. Yeah. What? There's footprints here. What? They're gone now. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. This guy's a wizard. We're never going to find him. <laughs> I think it's a great. Yeah. And 2015, uh, they're coming. Yeah, so let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> get to work on it. It's a deadline that's got to be met. <laughs> it won't be. But why? Because no science fiction future thing ever happens on time. It happens yeah. eventually. Most of it happens eventually. Never on time, though. I can't think of a single thing that's happened on time. Yeah, me neither. I mean, Bicentennial Man, we don't have robotic servants that look like Robin Williams yet. I, yeah. I don't know if I would want that. Not though. sure I would either. I wouldn't but... want my robot to look like Robin Williams. I might want. What would you want it to look like? Uh, Darth Vader. Really? You it, wouldn't be afraid that they'd become sentient and try and strangle you? No, it's uh, if if we create the robots like now, if the robots were to be created now, are they like ultra intelligent? Uh, I, I haven't seen this movie. Oh, so. it's basically your normal robot that can think and process information and that kind of stuff. Basically, it's the overall. Tr- it's not that great of a movie. I remember watching it as a little kid. Bicentennial it, Man. I think it came out like in like the late nineties, and it was supposed to take place in like two thousand three. Okay. Really? Yeah. Boy, they had high hopes. No, nope, uh, Bicentennial Man was 1999. 99, and it was like 05 or something like, 03, 05, something like that. Okay. Well, uh, but, I don't think, so there is a chance that these guys could become sentient. Well, yeah, and basically it is, it does think and it does care, but uh, it's like simulated. Okay. It's like a, it's like a simulated um personality basically. so there's no chance of it becoming sentient but the thing is be- with the simulation it just keeps going and over time it's it just kind of it develops it itself it- oh okay darth vader's a bad choice then yeah <laughs> especially because you'll have to watch star wars with you a lot and it'll get all sorts of ideas like see, hey, why does this guy look like me but i don't act like him i should act like him more yeah although he doesn't have the force so maybe yeah. i shouldn't be that worried it might it might just be dialogue you know he still has to bend to my will and but, he may grab you by the throat, lift you off the ground like the guy in the one ship. He's like, Rah, throws him. Commander, tell the ship apart. I'll, I'll have a yeah. separate <laughs> remote control for his arms. So if he does come at me, arms outstretched, I can just push this button on the remote and then his arms flop to the sides and he can't do anything. Like the most he can do at that point is run into my shins, which might yeah. be mildly annoying, but I can easily thwart that by standing on my kitchen table. <laughs> Problem solved. Except for he's seven feet tall, so we could just headbutt you. No. Well, does he bend at the... What do these robots look like? Uh, basically like people. They're... Oh, and they're they full have, humanoids? Yeah, full humanoid robots. Oh. Okay, arms and legs remote. Then. <laughs> just turn him into a quadriplegic. Plurk, just falls yeah, over. Yeah, or be like one of those like those little statue things where you push the bottom and like it loses all the tension in the cables, and so the thing just collapses. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, it just, it'd just be like if... Uh, all, all, all of a sudden, the, the puppet shows over. Yeah. He just he just falls over. Like, he's coming Cut after me. He's coming after me with, hey, <laughs> I just learned how to be Darth Vader. I've decided that I need to kill all the humans. Too bad. Push the button. <laughs> falls over. Yeah. Problem solved. Okay. And would this be slightly weird to have your robot servant look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 1980s? <laughs> <laughs> would that be slightly weird at all? I don't know because <laughs> well then the, then the thing is you can never show him Terminator 
That's true. <laughs> um, well, you can show them the other ones. You can show them everything but the first one, and well, the fourth one doesn't really count because it's CGI, uh, and you barely see Arnold in it. Yeah, Arnold's May- CGI. Face. Maybe. Oh, you know what? I know what the you can't watch is. the original with him. You can watch two though. You can watch T two because then he. Oh, because well, he's the good guy. Yeah, because then he'll protect right. you with a giant minigun from a twenty story building. Great. Yeah, exactly. I right? could always use that, <laughs> but without killing anybody. Ultimate. Oh well, that was. Yeah, he'll, oh, yeah, he'll protect you without killing yeah, anybody. Yeah, I, f- I forgot that was a plot point. Yeah. Uh, no, I think the main problem is is that we want our robots to look like really awesome characters that we know and love, but it usually turns out that uh, if they learn to be more like that character, they could probably hurt us. <laughs> so that's why I've decided that my robot should be the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Well, there's we know no how way, that goes. There's no way that could go wrong. What are you yeah, saying? Yeah, no, he could. I don't. I just try to think of something that would never destroy just, the world. Just an innocent yeah. thing from my childhood. <laughs> there's no way it could, you yeah. know, squish all of the cabs in New York and, and step melt on all over the street. <laughs> Which, by the way, in I don't. I think I might have told you this before, but in Ghostbusters, when the marshmallow goop falls on the government employee, yeah. Walter Walter Peck, yeah. EPA, he's a jerk. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he dies. I never thought about that, but yeah, I mean, between the mass of it falling on him and B, the fact that he can't breathe. And he's screaming when it falls on him. You see this marshmallow goop fall on him, and you're like, it looks like a giant bird took a poop on him. (laughs) And then you hear, I think he died. (laughs) Wait, he screamed after it landed on him? Yeah. It looked still alive because he wasn't crushed by the mass. He's burning alive in liquid marshmallow. But the thing is, the Ghostbusters got covered in it, and they got out just fine. Uh, well, uh, no, I think they Maybe he's just scared for his get, life. Maybe. The Ghostbusters didn't get hot marshmallow. The Ghostbusters got um projectile marshmallow from when the Marshmallow Man exploded, but Walter Peck got melted marshmallow because he was on fire. Right. So okay. he blew up, and I'm pretty sure he got a gob of lava marshmallow okay. on him, and, and then he just died a slow, horrible death. But you know this from shedding marshmallows on fire. It cooks the outside really good, but it never does the inside. But the inside gets all goopy, man. It gets goopy, but it doesn't really get hot or molten or anything like that. I mean... We, we don't have a giant Stay puff Marshmallow Man no, to we, test we this. No, theor- we can't really test this too easily. No, but, but I, I'm, I'm saying they do get goopy on yes. the inside. When that shell moves away, there is a liquid, right, right. sugary grossness. But then there's that hard core always in the center. But I guess that hard core is gone regardless. Yeah, he, so I mean, the, he did explode. Yeah. We are considering the fact that this is an exploding Marshmallow Man, so maybe that core <laughs> we is... We should develop some marshmallows and see what happens. Maybe. Oh. Fire, firecracker and a marshmallow. Test it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, you need to, like, stick them together with toothpicks and actually make the... Although, I think if we put them together with marshmallows, he'd look more like the Michelin Man... Probably. ...than the, than the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. They, there's, they, I think they're cousins. Really, uh, they're at least somehow related. Like, uh, it, it is a uh, the Michelin Man is made out of tires, yeah. right? But for some reason, he's white because I don't know. Racist people made him. You can't you can't have a black man made out of tires. What's up with that? I don't know. Uh, whatever. This is this is a progressive society. <laughs> Why don't you just open up our minds instead of painting our tires white? It's boring. <laughs> Which, yeah. white wall tires, um, you know more about cars than I do. Yeah. White wall tires were pretty much, like, an aesthetic choice, weren't they? They um, were just there. Originally, no. Actually, originally, it was because it was a slightly different kind of rubber compound that was added for structural integrity. So that way oh. the sidewalls didn't blow out on you when you're driving along the road. 
Okay, they that's had bad. they had a tendency to do that, and that is bad. Yeah, don't don't do that. To yeah, you guys. exactly. At freeway speeds, they'd like explode because people started going faster in their cars, and then twenty miles an hour in the Model T. Um, okay. And so they needed that reinforcement, but then as time went on, and when they got, you know, you typically think of like white walls are like on you know forties or fifties cars, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I by that it- point, rubber had advanced enough that it was just an aesthetic. Okay, appeal. so it became an aesthetic exactly. choice to like make it look like what your car was on a cloud. As no, you, I don't. As you I'm along. not sure exactly what the steak peel was, other than it was just kind of yeah. just the plain black tires looked boring or something. I bet and it was. It, they were like the spinning rims of the '60s. You know, kinda, yeah, or like the uh, you know, like the retro fridge magnet, or the retro fridges that we have now. You know, those big red '50s style fridges, but they're modern and giant. They're do they're making our fridges look old. They have refrigerators out there that look like a fridge from the 1950s that a kid would get locked in and suffocate. What? Except for you can't get locked in and suffocate. Oh, because they added safety. To because it. it's a modern fridge, but with what a, are they calling these? I want to find them. Just Google retro fridge or something like that. Retro fridge. Maybe I can get it on Amazon. I mean, I, they have mini fridges that look like them, and I've seen full size fridges of them too. I think somewhere, but let's see. Uh, I kind of have a soft spot in them because I think they're kind of cool looking, but <laughs> they look like somebody... as long as you don't get them in that like those pastel colors, like the pastel blue or pink or that kind of stuff. They look like somebody cubed a Cadillac and sanded it smooth. <laughs> Pretty much. Although, hey, wait a minute. I'm look. Okay, my mind's changing. I'm looking at this now. This one has a drink dispenser on the front. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I've actually for beverages. Seen, yeah, I mean, I've seen some of them that have like the classic grab the handle and pull it and it's got like a small hinge on it. I don't know. I don't like this blue one. No, I'm saying don't get the pastel colors. Get like red, black or white. Yeah. The red looks cool, I think. How much are these? Expensive probably. Wait, they're probably just as expensive as a higher end fridge that you or a better fridge than they are. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to find oh, catalogs and pricing maybe. <laughs> But yeah, I think yeah the six the white wall things was more of a retro style thing that people just thought it looked good, um, yeah. and they liked it, and it was what they've always grown up seeing, so they just stuck with it. Okay, I don't know. I don't really want one. I don't. If I had like a like a nineteen forties car, I might because they make white wall tires still. Yeah, because the future is all about living in the past. Exactly. I don't get that. It's like they make rims for cars that look like rims that you would have gotten in the nineteen sixties. Yeah. But the thing is, I understand that for some cars. You know, if you had a 1965 Mustang, I would want rims that look like they came from 1965. I wouldn't want... It does look cool. Exactly. I'm not going to put white wall tires on my Focus because that would be (laughs) kind of silly. That would be quite silly. But if you had, you know, a 1949 Studebaker, then maybe. Maybe. Even then, I think, yeah, maybe. I I really don't know. Oh, hey, I want an update. Uh, because we, we had a development while we were having our mini party mm. as, as I turn off my phone, cause this reminded me, and I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, what? but I'm just bringing it on you. How is the search for your phone going? Um, because it still haven't happened. It is still gone. Yeah. Sprint locator can't find it. Uh, um, nothing can find it and the police can't ping it unless it's an actual emergency. Like, you know, uh, I've been kidnapped. Oh, okay. So maybe you got a kidnapping and they'll ping my phone and they'll find hey, me. Hey, whatever. We can just go to my house and, you know, wait until they find your phone. That seems like a reasonable <laughs> course of action to me. Yeah, but no, it's it's like misappropriation of police resources or something like that. Boo. I know. Give them the 200 bucks it would cost. Yeah. You know? And I'll yeah. show you how to 
track your phone. No, like, I I know how to do it, and I just think it's that I turned off iCloud because it was killing my battery faster. Oh, uh, well, you don't need to turn off iCloud. You only need... Um, I'm pretty sure it's just like a, a by itself feature. Because I have it installed, and I've used it to back up some of my apps on my phone. Yeah. So I don't know why, unless my ba- the battery died on it or something. I didn't know. Oh, I know. My battery's gone absolutely down the toilet since I updated. Yeah. Uh, but my phone isn't the same as yours. It's right. a totally different thing. But I figure worst case is I know my mom got insurance on them when we bought them. Uh-huh. So I don't know if I can just either get it replaced, say if you know, it got stolen and have it replaced. But will they believe you? They don't have probably. I, they don't have any proof they, otherwise. Yeah. I say I think my phone's been stolen, I'd like to deactivate it and get a different one or get a new one. I don't care if I even have to buy a new one. Yeah, that I don't know, that could happen. Unless well, how good is the insurance? Did you get it through Sprint? Yes, I got it through the Sprint store. Okay. I have no idea how good I, that is. I don't either, and that's what I think. I don't. I mean, even if I have to buy a new phone or buy the phone again, yeah. I'll do it. It's it's fine. It's not the worst case scenario. Okay. Well, you better find some sort of replacement. Yeah, because my first gen I touch isn't exactly cutting it. <laughs> what? You have? <laughs> it's so old. <laughs> Doesn't have a camera or volume buttons or nothing. Oh my god! It's just got screen on on the opposite side of every other year. Hey man, what was Julius Caesar like? I'm interviewing. I'm interviewing your eye touch. Like, was he a cool dude or was he a bit too power hungry for your liking? He's a bit like, narcissistic. Like, what are your but, thoughts on that? I think he's a bit narcissistic. Maybe a bit. That uh, thunk noise was me putting yeah. the iPod on the microphone. <laughs> a first-generation iTouch, yes. No, I'm, I'm a first-gen 8-gig iTouch. Oh, man. Which is good because they did come in 4, I think. It's a blast from the past. I know. But the thing is, it's so slow and it's so crappy. It's like I tried to log on to Facebook just to use Facebook Messenger to contact people, you know, yeah. if I need to. And it's like it'll load Messenger and be like, internet crash. Oh, God. That's get horrible. like 95% of the way there, internet crash. It just it won't connect. So that's why actually another reason why I brought my laptop. And they don't even make software updates for that. No, I think anymore. it's still running like iOS like 4. Three, three or 4. four. It, I think it's like 3.6 point something or 4. I wonder if we could jailbreak that still. Not important. I would be interested actually to see jailbreaking this because I don't care what happens to this anymore. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> you need a replacement communication device soon, like in the next week, because I want to like live blog my trip to dc That's for fine. you we were talking about this last week i was and thinking he, and he's decided that he's going to spend you interrupted $500. me but that's cool <laughs> it's all right i was going to thinking about going to see one mr mike omera in washington dc dude is like my hero quite possibly my biggest inspiration for even doing this show in the first place maybe second to court and fat boy but i'm not sure i'll rank that later Point is, I'm going to Washington, D.C. next week, November 9th through November 10th. So if you live near Falls Church, Virginia, I can meet you. That's right. Podcasting zone, <laughs> Renee Gildersleeve, right here. Come and find me. And we'll, I'll, like, sign your stuff. And I'm going to have business cards by then. Yeah, I've are, ordered are you business just, cards. Yeah. I'm going to give one to Mike O'Mara. Give one to him and leave just a fat stack by the door when people leave. They can grab a card as they go. (laughs) Just stand by the door and hand them out. Hey, listen to my show. At at this guy's show. I'm not, no. No, I'm just saying just like leave a stack of them at the desk or something. Get there early. Leave a stack of them on the desk or something. The coat check or whatever. I did order 500. Yeah, exactly. I hope they last And how many people go there? Or how many seats are at this thing? Uh, There's 800 seats and they've sold at least 600 tickets by now. 
Well, um, then there you go. You have the rest of them taken care of. Just like get like one of those little stands. Just set it on the coat check or something. Okay, but it's kind of a it's kind of a douchey move because <laughs> they're there to see Mike. Okay? They don't know it's you. <laughs> they don't, they don't they know only, that it's my name on the business card that I'm handing out. They don't know that Renee Gildersleeve is the ginger guy who flew here from Washington overnight to see this thing. But I'm handing out the cards. Or are you still no, I'm going saying, with the desk thing? No, I'm just saying do it anonymously. Just set it there or leave it. Or like sneak into the coat check and just slip it in everybody's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> if they have, I don't know if they have a coat check. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. I'm keeping my coat. Yeah. But it's gonna. It's gonna be eventful. Uh, I was gonna save twenty dollars, and uh, it, this is how the flight pattern was gonna go. I was gonna go from Portland to Seattle to Denver to DC. That's just asking for trouble. Yeah, it really is. Because if one of those flights gets slightly delayed, you're screwed. And I didn't know that. I've never booked my own flight before. Yeah. So my dad looked at that and said, "Yeah, you should not do that." Yeah, because if your, you know, PDX to uh to SeaTac gets delayed, yeah. then you're probably not going to be able to make your flight in Denver, which means you have to catch another flight there, and if that one, yeah. you know, that could be three hours behind or more. <laughs> yeah, but this but this new flight is a straight shot. Uh, goes from PDX to DC. No, it goes straight to DC. It's not going to. No, it's going to Ronald Reagan oh. Airport, and they have a metro, which apparently is incredibly hard to understand over the intercom. So I better find a map. Yeah. or something. That's actually a bit that Mike does. Is he did? He does a bit right, it's on the orange doors and left. It sounds kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hopefully I'll be able to decipher it. And it's going to be an interesting thing to experience. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be fun. If <laughs> I can tell get, me how it is. If I can get any sort of publicity, which at this point with how few listeners we have, I don't think that any publicity could be bad publicity. No. Well, so, yeah, even bad publicity would be good publicity. Because they'd still go to the site and comment, you suck, and then leave. Which means people are listening. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to this garbage. What and, do you think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, and that's why you need to figure out, uh, like, do you think you could do something like this week? So I will be sending you pictures and stuff. Oh, yeah. I probably will have, by a, by the next time we do the show, I will have another phone. I'm positive of it. Okay. And, uh, oh, I was actually, uh, n- new development in the air travel world. Uh, the FAA is soon going to let you use your electronic, dev- electronic devices during takeoff and landing so nothing changes what what are you saying everybody uses their devices anyways this the mate the, well, you're not supposed to yeah, but, but everybody li- does they're lifting the rule and they've yelled at me before for having my ipod on during takeoff yeah. i had my headphones on and they're like sir you need to turn off your electronic devices. We're about to take off. And it, it was just annoying. And it makes no sense because it's in airplane mode. There's no way it can interfere. And besides, with even the outside if it wasn't, world. it's not like the phones will interfere with the sh- computers and that kind of stuff on the plane. They've actually done testing on this. The phones, everybody could be using, everybody could be sending a message at the same time and the signal would still not mess with the computers at all. Yeah, I I think maybe um, the bigger reason that they did it was so you would pay attention during their safety demo. That everybody already knows. You know? Well, that and I think it's also, and back when they actually had the rule that you couldn't use your phone at all on the plane. Yeah. Um, that I think was a great way for them to try and make more money 
because then you, if you had to make a call, you were forced to use the plane's phone, which are expensive. Hmm. They charge you like five bucks a minute or something I've like that. I've never used. I've seen them in the fronts, in the backs of seats in front of me. Yeah, exactly. Before they look really weird because I've never really seen a phone that lets you swipe a credit card before. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of strange. I'm surprised more payphones hadn't done that, but then I guess payphones are kind of getting phased out. Yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this. This is a brand new article. I'm uh, CNN's reputable. Right? More or less, yeah. Okay. Uh, airplane travelers will soon be able to watch videos and play games with their electronic devices throughout their entire flight and not just above a certain altitude, the FAA said Thursday in a long-anticipated announcement. But don't expect to be chatting on your cell phone. A ban on using cell phones for voice communication remains in effect. Oh, so there is still a ban on using your phone. Yeah, but you could, you know, have it on the whole time. Mm. Like it could, What it's saying like is you're that flying Alec Baldwin Air. once they get above a certain altitude then hey electronic devices are go but don't be calling your boo down over in the next state that's not cool okay yeah. uh apparently they're still going to ban the talking mm-hmm. but you can have them on all the time <laughs> as you go up and down you can be playing minecraft while you you know touch down in lax or whatever yeah. no that just reminds me of like you know study time in school where they'd be like not talking and everyone just passes notes <laughs> no everybody texts now well, yeah, that's the, the, but that, uh, the cool thing but it's the future of texting what didn't really exist when we were at the study time yeah well didn't they have um uh i don't know what time are you thinking for that kind of uh, like what year like decade maybe um like early 2000s late 90s oh man well that's easy then they still had calculators that could send send messages to each other it's true I didn't Boom. have one because my parents didn't want to shell out that kind of money for a calculator. No. Yeah, it, it is a bit ridiculous. And why do we still use TI-83s for crying out loud? I have loud? an 89. Or whatever. That, well, TI anything with a display that's made out of grains of sand. I don't... It's it's the worst display in the history of cal- they are, calculators. They are really bad displays, but... I think it's just like... I'm, I'm stealing this from XKCD, but I, I'm pretty sure that there's just one guy that knows how to make those screens and he does it so well that they're just they're just keeping him on the payroll to keep doing that they can't <laughs> they can't get rid of him he's the only one that knows how to make those screens yeah he's the holy grail of engineering or, or it's like the key make you know the key maker in the second matrix movie they just open up his thing it's just a room full of calculator screens all, <laughs> lining all the walls and ceilings he's just sitting there as a little desk crammed in there working on a screen well, they, they'd call him the like sc- with a pair of tweezers putting on each individual grain of sand into place yes i'm the screen maker I don't know. That That's like the holy grail of jobs is to be the only person that knows how to do one thing and they can never get rid of it. That means you're really old and you're practicing a dying art. Uh, I don't know. Making kimonos isn't a dying art. And there's like two people left that know how to do that. That's true. Especially like out of silk. That's tough stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, you're wrapped in a cocoon of comfort and... <laughs> silky robe yeah. I, I want a whole robe made out of silk that is my probably my next luxury buy if not a really big monitor yeah because i want one of those you have a lot of things that you've uh foregoed to, to do this trip yeah no no i i i've been adding things casually into my amazon cart over the past couple of weeks and uh, in order to buy this plane ticket, you had to empty it. <laughs> I had to click uh, the save for later button over and over, 
And <sighs> so I, I'm going to have to wait a while and maybe, you know, past Christmas to yeah. get this stuff because who knows what I'm going to get then. But what, what do I have here? I have uh, three different Star Wars shirts. Uh, <laughs> one shirt that uh, it's a reference to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's a plain shirt, but all it says on the front in big letters is Riot. <laughs> I like that shirt. Uh, some computer speakers, a new keyboard, two hard drives, uh, a 1080p external monitor, and a megaphone. I just want a megaphone. Okay, the megaphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't throw in like a um, a, a Blu-ray drive. Oh, you know, well, I haven't really had a need for that yet. I that's true. Most of the things that you would rip, you can. I wonder how much those are yeah. actually. I don't know. It'd be. Blu-ray, ex- Blu-ray, extrainer drive. Sorry. That's um, although megaphones are incredibly cheap, I did not think they would be. Uh, I'm looking. The one I'm looking at right now is thirty-four, thirty-seven. That's pretty good for what? For a megaphone? For a megaphone, it's got that uh, thing on the back where, like, uh, it looks like you're about to talk into a, you know, a PA system. Okay. In like a Mack truck or something, but it's attached to the back of the right, megaphone. and you can take it down. So somebody else can be holding you, be like. Give me that. Yeah. No, hear ye. Exactly. I don't know what saying hear ye, but... I want to take the megaphone from someone else and then just yell into it. That's kind of the... But it'll be your megaphone, so... That's kind of what I wanted to... One of your personalities will be fighting with the other. Uh, Yeah, that could be a problem. <laughs> I found a external Blu-ray drive for $34. That's not bad. That's not bad. And speaking of uh, enacting... Uh, uh, movie and TV fantasies. Uh, I had one kind of play out in my mind okay. the other day, but uh, I didn't enact upon it, but okay. I could see it happening perfectly in my mind. Imagine, if you will, a man is about to have an ordinary day. All that's the start of every bad movie. Or, <laughs> or sometimes good movies. Every bad movie. I mean, you know, th- that's the start to every, th- every movie that something goes bad. No, I'm thinking this is more of a uh like a like a parks and rec style okay. episode it's filmed in that kind of way okay so it, it's things start out normal but they always kind of escalate to a nine or a ten and then they get solved at the end yeah but i so i don't know how this would end but i know how it would begin and it would begin with an ordinary person and this happened to me by the way so i'm inserting myself into this an ordinary person has very few things to do today one of those things is to take his paychecks and go to the bank simple as that get him into the account but he goes into the bank and what does he see an x he sees one of the people that made his life miserable you know Mm. it'd be like that like someone who maybe showed up in a previous episode and you know hey they're a bad person maybe we should you know stay away from that person so the initial plan was to cash these checks but instead the man walks up to the next teller over and says hi i would like to close all of my accounts and then <laughs> takes all the money and leaves uh, i pictured it did yeah. not enact upon it <laughs> uh but it seemed like an interesting thing to do yeah so was this person someone who starts you with know a t? exactly who this is person starts with a t yes okay I was not in a name names, but yes, okay, I know who you're talking about. But uh, I don't know. If I had enacted <laughs> it, it probably would have caused a lot of problems yeah. in real life because you can't just solve real life with a couple of edits in the script. No, <laughs> it would have been cool to do, but it's I'm, no. I'm not you you would have fl- flowed that script. They're like, it's got good promise. 
but <laughs> but you need an ending yeah that <laughs> which i don't have yeah <laughs> yeah how does this you know go better and i, I like the music overlay for the, the name <laughs> for that yeah now that's the thing about shows like parks and rec they have hardly any music huh. for them because it is documentary style and right. usually the music provided is usually taking place in like a party scene mm. or maybe there's a scene with a band for some reason right so that that song probably wouldn't be playing mm-hmm. unless uh, for some reason it played over the music that is always playing in a bank or something. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know. I think it could work. <laughs> yeah, and I really want that megaphone. For when you started playing that movie, I almost thought you were saying when you go in, went in the bank, there was somebody in like a Darth Vader costume <laughs> in, in line at the bank with like a stormtrooper behind him. And then Darth Vader. <laughs> appeared out of the he was a, it was his first day on the job no i'm thinking like standing in line with like a stormtrooper on either side of him or yeah. you know he's just standing there in line just waiting to go to the teller <laughs> he's not he, oh he's a customer he's a customer he's waiting to he's yeah. trying to cash in his stocks from the empire but but then the tellers are like sir the empire collapsed three years ago or whenever when when was return of the jedi not return of the jedi was 83 i don't know why i said three years yeah i'm thinking maybe this is like from the time like it's a space bank okay okay the setting here we go (laughs) the setting is a space bank on tatooine or something probably not tatooine he probably wouldn't do it on his home he wouldn't want to go back to tatooine no too many bad memories alderaan's gone uh hoth is boring uh Mm, I don't know. Where would he go? Another planet? Probably not. Maybe Coruscant. Because there's got to be a lot of banks there. It's the whole one giant city. Well, okay. That's a prequel city, though. Would that but the planet- thing is, he was... I actually read something. George Lucas actually wanted to incorporate some sort of imperial capital planet city thing. Oh, it would have been Coruscant? It would have... But he couldn't think up a name for it. Oh. Huh. And so, like, well. when they came to the prequels, they're like, hey, what about Coruscant? And he's like... Yes! Yes! <laughs> and as he's doing that, his chin's like going... That's the sound his chin makes. I don't... Yeah, because it's a way better idea to have your... Well, okay, let's think about this. Would you rather have your... The capital of your evil government in a spaceship that can destroy planets or on a planet... That can be destroyed by the space station? Yeah. I probably would put it on the space station if... That thermal exhaust port was a bit more maintained. Yeah, th- that is. How could they be that brilliant of designing that thing, but have that stupid of a weakness? Plot point. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like building the new one. It's like, hmm, let's just leave this giant thing open into our, you know. Oh, they were still building it. Yeah, though. but it was a tunnel straight into the core. <laughs> Not really, man. Lando had to move. Yeah, but you go here, you bank left, you spin around a little bit. I mean, if five, six fighters can get in there, I couldn't do it. Yeah, because you don't know how to fly a spaceship. Uh, the point point is, <laughs> it's pretty well guarded. And they relied too much on their offense, not enough on defense. That's the Imperials' thing in general, it seems like. They, too, they rely entirely they on the, offense. They, they don't have, have enough defense. Yeah, they have no defense. They need to get a few they're, stormtroopers they're Alexander out the there. Great. With, with the, the D and then a picture of a fence. They just hold it up like at a, like at a hockey game. Yeah. I think that'd be great. No, it's like the, they, they're basically Alexander the Great. They never do any sort of defensive measures. They just are entirely offensive. Yeah. Because have you ever seen them on the defensive, honestly? Not really. No, they're, they're always behind the people that are trying to get to the exhaust port. They're behind the X-Wing shooting at him, yeah. not looking around. They're hey. shooting a planet, blowing it up. They're attacking Hoth. They're setting up a base, you know, 
to you know guard their spaceship space station be built while they go destroy it so they can destroy another planet yeah in the in the star wars world the jedi are the defense the sith are the offense pretty much i guess because you know we got pretty good you're not supposed to attack you're not you're supposed to be you know you're only supposed to use your powers in defense of others yeah Use only in attack or in defense, never in attack. Something, something, yeah, something like that. Wisdom, Yoda, blah blah, whatever. Yeah. If I had Jedi powers, I wouldn't even listen to Yoda. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it would make me a great person and everything if I did listen to Yoda. But I want to, you know, lift up my car for no reason with the Force. Okay, <laughs> I want, I want a laser sword. I want all the cool things that come with being a Jedi without being tied down by this ancient doctrine that's been handed down over thousands of years, saying. <laughs> Uh, you can't do anything fun. I <laughs> oh, I threw out a great Star Wars reference on my in my lab on Monday. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay, um, and luckily, all of my lab groups, and we're all engineers, so we're all pretty much nerds. All right. Um, so ever, it was a big laugh. Yes, it was all quite right. brilliant. Good. Um, and I actually got a comment about that. Anyways, um, yeah. and so one of my lab partners, he had like his little, he had, he had the meter stick we were cleaning. He's like, hmm, like moving around a little bit. I'm like, he's making a little hmm, humming noises. Not like lightsaber noises, but he's like humming. Uh-huh. And I'm just sitting there in my chair. I'm like, you know, ancient religions or hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster. <laughs> I just say it just so nonchalant. He's like, he's like, hmm, that's brilliant and true. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I don't know. I I do like the idea of Han Solo more than being a Jedi. It's a much more appealing lifestyle. Agreed. I think. Yeah, I would honestly rather be Han Solo than Luke Skywalker. Because if you're a Jedi, what happens? You either get killed by your own people... Or you live on a swamp planet and are on run from the government the whole time. But... If you're on solo, sure, maybe you're on run from the government, but you can make mad money. And you get an awesome sidekick. Yeah, man. I mean, oh. what do the Jedi get? Jar Jar Binks. What does Han Solo get? Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca's the best, man. Exactly. Like best par- sidekick ever. Yeah. Well. He has a laser crossbow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. Could there be any more weapon more <laughs> awesome than that? Yes, maybe a t-shirt cannon that doubles as a 50 cal. But you still have Chewbacca. He's a pretty awesome He's dude. Pretty awesome. He may not be that good at chess, but you, you'll you'll still have a good yeah. time. It's, I I kind of want to play that version of chess that they were doing. I don't know. I still want the 3D chess from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I've I always thought that it was supposed to. It, it was a bit easier than it looked. I thought it was just a normal chessboard. Just split up was, over multiple levels. Yeah, but it's not. No, it, it isn't. They made it way more complicated. Well, the thing is, they never explain any of the rules, so it's just, you know, Spock tries to explain the rules once, you know, but, you know, he's, like, gonna explain it to this one kid. It was, like, in one of the first episodes. Yeah. Because uh, that's all the further I am into it. I'm only, like, five episodes When they in. tried to make Spock bond with children. No, basically, um, Kirk was like, why don't you give so-and-so a lesson you know teach him how to play chess that kind of thing and he's like oh was it um it was like charlie x or whatever was the name yeah of the episode. oh okay anyways i kind of remember that anyways and so the you know spock's like you know the rules of three-dimensional chess are and the kid's like i know how to play and sits down and then makes a move spock's like you know that was the wrong move yeah checkmate it was charlie x he's the kid who like his eyes roll up the like, back of his head rah. and he makes people disappear or change or turn into a guana or melt chess pieces yeah. or something oh, man he is a freaky dude yeah he made a chick's face just go away which was brilliant special effects quite honestly holy crap it was it's that is a very 
very worthy episode that of was the a times. decent episode yes yeah that and the gorn one i still haven't seen the gorn i haven't gotten that far yet <laughs> it is all right i'm gonna be honest about it even though it's one of my favorite episodes of all time it, i heard it's not really that great of an episode but it's still it brilliant one of the dumbest <laughs> fight scenes of all time <laughs> but you have a, a like a lizard dinosaur man and kirk's like punching him and it's awesome and then bamboo diamond cannon yeah that's also pretty cool yeah but the dinosaur man's also <laughs> a pretty big element yeah. of that. Uh, yeah, no, I would not want to be friends with Charlie X. Yeah, no. Uh, well, mostly, I, I would want to be friends with him. I wouldn't want to be enemies with him. No, it doesn't seem like he can't be friends with anybody. That's like the, the major theme throughout this episode. Well, no, like, I think the biggest problem with it was that he doesn't know how to behave around people. Yeah, like, where did he come from? I don't know if they ever figured that out. He was just out. kind of, basically, he was just found by the crew of that other ship that he destroyed. He's basically yeah. just kind of found on this planet, you know, by himself. Everybody else had died. That's so basically, he was like the last survivor for like the last 10 years. So he basically grew up completely on his own. No learning of any sort of rules or anything like that. I thought he was kind of like raised by a computer, though. Mm. Wasn't he? Like, he still learned something. He learned, yeah, but he went through the ship's computers and that kind of stuff. But the ship's computers won't teach you, you know, social customs and norms and how to behave and to act around people. Yeah. And that you can't get everything you want. Basically, he is... I would not trust this guy with a laser sword. No, he's like a three-year-old, but in an adult's uh, body and teenager's, you know. I won't get what I want, so I'm going to make your face disappear. I'm going to throw a fit, and then with the power of the, yeah, exactly. I'm going to turn your shoes into snakes, because you're, you're a jerk. Yes, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, speaking of, actually, this segues back into Halloween with Star Trek to what? Kirk How? to Halloween. Snake shoes? No. Oh. Star Trek to Kirk to ha- me to Halloween. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, five-step leap in logic. No, no, no. Um, it's it's, it was it's the, like the Kevin Bacon game, only it's with conversation. Exactly. Um, which is brilliant. Anyways. Yeah. Um, the, new, the one news story I wanted to tell you about, which was awesome and ridiculous and horrible at the same time. All right. Um, you know, did your parents ever go through, like, when you got home from trick-or-treating, did your parents, did you have to, like, dump it out your parents' sort through it, make sure there wasn't, you know, any razor blades or that kind of stuff or syringes or... Um, they never said that explicitly, although there was a couple times where we did dump all the candy onto the table. Yeah. I, I thought it was just to look at it, but maybe they were checking for razor blades. I I, don't know. I I knew like any of the stuff that was not already in this pre-sealed package, that kind of stuff got thrown away. So like popcorn balls, that stuff that went straight in the trash Wow. because my dad's like, you don't have any clue what those people have done to it, you know? Man. And so... That's a and, tough way to live. And you know the classic, you know, oh, the classic razor blade and your candy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that actually happened this Halloween. To you? No, 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 no. I didn't go trick-or-treating. No. Uh, this I don't remember where this was. It was I just read the news story. Anyways, um, oh. basically somebody opened up, and it was a pre-sealed package too, opened up the package of M&Ms, and there was like a little rusty razor blade in there, like what you put in your box knife. M&Ms? In the package of M&Ms. Oh, nobody's safe. No. We're all dead. And the thing is, and I know I did this as a kid. I know you had to, too, because every kid does this. Take the bag of Skittles or M&M's, just rip it open, and just dump the thing in your mouth. Yeah, only way to live, man. Can you imagine what would have happened if you got that in your mouth? Delicious death. <laughs> <laughs> Could have, I don't know, it, how would have sucked. Yeah, and it just it's like, this is just feeding that urban legend now. This is the first. Well, no, it's no longer an urban legend. The first recorded instance of a razor blade and candy, and now we're mm. not, nobody's going to be allowed to trick-or-treat in America. <laughs> 
that's what's going to happen. And there's going to be some sort of law passed for trick-or-treating or something like that. It starts with one little overreaction, and then we get the Jedi indoctrination thing where you can't do anything fun. Yeah. Duh. Uh, and then uh, apparently it's not the first time that sharp implements have been found in candy. Like, yeah. I, I had a link in the story that I was reading to another story from, like, the middle of, or end of June last year. Yeah. Somebody found, like, it looked like a little mini prison shiv in her bag of Jolly Ranchers. Like, uh, okay. Like one of those Jolly Rancher shoes. Uh, it was like, it looked like it was like a sharp piece of metal wrapped with electrical tape or wrapped with tape. All right. It literally uh, had a wrapped handle and everything. A prison shiv was in her Jolly Ranchers or something. Uh, that it was the person that found the finger in her chili and she planted it. I don't know. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Come on. Remember that Wendy's story? You know, the story about the lady that found a finger in her Wendy's no, chili? No, there's a finger in her chili? <laughs> yes, but I think the thing was that I think it was either fake or she planted it. I can't remember which it was. Where but... did she get the finger? <laughs> I think she was like a some sort of a student or something she stole it from the anatomy lab or something i don't know uh, this was so many years ago oh i found it on snopes it's false <laughs> what it says uh, uh f- finger food claim a wendy's customer found a human finger in her bowl of chili yeah it's been labeled as false on snopes.com right uh i knew it was fake but i thought that she like planted or it was fake a fake finger or something gosh this is really long and apparently uh, this is last updated in june of this year. Wow. Cuz I knew it was a while ago. Let's see. Uh I'm not I'm not going to read this whole thing because we don't have enough time for it, but uh apparently it ended up with uh with uh her being arrested for grand larceny. Yeah, cuz she tried she tried to sue um you know, to sue Wendy's over this and that kind of stuff and wow. She's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Although oh, well. the thing is, if you're ordering Wendy's chili, what do you expect, really? Yes, I don't know. I I don't get I don't get chili from Wendy's. No, I don't get anything from Wendy's. What? Nothing. Nothing. Dude, the what? Baconator. You, you yeah. imply that I like hamburgers, which I do not. Get out. Remember, I don't like burgers. Get. I really out. don't like beef in general. Please go. <laughs> I like any sort of you know chicken, fish, pork, whatever. Beef, nah. Man, I don't know how you do that. Like, st- like steak? No. You don't do steak? I don't do steaks. What about a turkey steak? Is it does turkey steak exist? Probably. Let's find that out. Turkey and turkey. Maybe you good. like you might like that. I don't know. It's just red meat. Well, since you like beef. fake things, <laughs> I like real things. I just don't like beef with most ex- and with very 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 few exceptions. I mean, hamburger helper is good because you know you can mellow it down with cheese and noodles turkey steak is absolutely real that doesn't surprise me confirmed by the internet what a great (laughs) what a contradiction in itself i know (laughs) isn't it great yeah but i don't know i think you should just uh grow up already because (laughs) beef is a very big part of the american's diet yes and why do you think we have so much trouble with heart problems and obesity i don't know but i'm loving it uh go ahead and like us on facebook facebook.com slash tgif radio we're also tgif radio on twitter oh we never told people to call us ah screw it oh well um you can probably working yeah probably (laughs) and plus we don't know how to work this thing anyway the telephone uh send us anything we dare you like if, you if, never if, sent us any Halloween costumes or movie suggestions. If you don't do it, you're a chicken. Uh, TGIFRadioShow at gmail.com. Last person to send an email is a rotten egg. Uh, anything you want to say before we kill this? If you're the first person, you're not a rotten egg. No. Because if the first person is the last person, we only get one email. 
Oh, okay. If if you actually do it, you're not a rotten egg. But if you don't do it, you are a rotten egg. Therefore, my paradox has been fixed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, we're good. We'll be back next week. Uh, and uh, everybody will get pictures of from when I'm in Washington, D.C. And Party on. I'll bring in my business cards next yes. week. Yes. We're going to see how cool that is. Right. Uh, see you all later. Party on. Party on.